I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. Our fourth series. Can you believe that? I can't believe we're back in the saddle, Hugh. And we're actually covering the next series of something because we're going into our second year. Yeah. How many podcasts have we done all together now on maths? Um, yeah, I know, about 30. Like anyway, like listen, we are back and we're absolutely delighted to be back with mm. Maths Australia Series 11. Yeah, we were away on holidays and we didn't quite get to do the Brides and Grooms one. And then we kind of said, well, look, it's starting, so we'll just go ahead and do it. Let's dip our toes and let's cover episodes one to four. Yes. Seven couples to talk about and just some general observations about the show in general. Well, I think the first observation about the show in general is that all of the couples seem to have something in common. Yeah. The general rule of thumb is that they usually mess around with some of them. Some of them seem to match and they generally mess around. But this year they all out gave people kind of what they were asking for. Yeah, there was nobody really disappointed. There was nobody kind of said so far, certainly, that's not what I ordered. Hmm. That doesn't mean that they're all going to get along like a house on fire. Well, I think we're seeing signs <laughs> yeah. that they're not going to get okay. along. And again, okay. it just comes back to this. It's kind of sometimes you don't get what you want, you get what you need. Okay. Let's start with Sarah and Tim. Let's start with Sarah and Tim. Now, there's certainly stuff in common there, particularly uh, the whole kind of Colombian, Spanish-speaking thing. So they're getting on like a house on fire when they met. They certainly seem to be. I think they're both very pleased with the physical attributes of the mm-hmm. other person. Yeah. Um, and there seems to be sparks flying. Sarah is Colombian, you know, or certainly my impression of Colombians are kind of quite strong. Stereotypical. Stereotypically, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's she seems to be quite strong. She seems to be quite outspoken. She feisty. knows what she wants. She's feisty. That Latino temperament, absolutely. Mm. And she is big into the gym, big into her parents. Can't really understand why she's not wife, wifed up yet. Mm, true, true. It's all going well, in her case, at the wedding anyway, until the best man speech. Oh my God, have you ever heard? Do you know, in fairness now, I was at a, a wedding once and I the best man speech probably equaled that absolute oh God, disaster really? of the speech. Yeah, no, seriously. Not going to get into it, but this best man speech was absolutely horrific. Like, I mean, it's like as if he absolutely went out of his way to embarrass his friend. Yeah, well, that's the kind of idea usually with a best man speech, but you can't go too far. Uh, and you can't, especially at a maths wedding where for the new family, they have no idea about each other, at least in a standard relationship, there would have been some mixing of the families. And, and they could have that. made up their own mind at yeah. that time. So, yeah, it's kind of first impressions last. Oh, but, God. you know, Tim didn't seem perturbed at all by it. No, and I think maybe that was the worry for Sarah, that he was brushing it off rather than saying, what the hell? I'm really embarrassed by this. I'm going to have a word with him and he's going to come over to you and apologise. I think he was embracing it. I think Tim actually was happy that that size of personality was being highlighted, right. which is a bit worrisome, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, the sexual references and all that kind of thing. It just wasn't nice. Just in, in talking about references, okay. I'm interested to know, there's anybody else think that Tim resembles David from Series 7? <sighs> Linda, I like, think you're stretching it there. Look, at when I was watching it, guys, I think it was his profile. who was is a smile. There was something about him. I said, oh, my God, he reminds me of somebody. Who is it? Who is it? Definitely one of the other grooms. Who is it? Who is it? And after we watched the episode, I, it literally took me about an hour and a half, didn't it? I wasn't letting it go until I discovered that it was David, who was with Hayley in the infamous, you know, using her toothbrush to clean the toilet yeah. scandal. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one that's very hard to find, actually, online. That series, that's... 
generally dropped. It's not on the four websites as far as I know. Yeah, now looking at them face on, they're not similar at all. David has more dark features and um, uh, Tim obviously is kind of fair. There's also a bit of a bit bit of a Matthew McConaughey vibe about him. He's okay. a good looking guy. He is it, a good looking guy. We're turning into the lookalikes podcast here. The listeners know the email address to write to hintacastreality at gmail.com if you agree with Linda. If, on the other hand, you care to look up Dave from Series 7, I think he looks like a guy called Tommy Robinson, whose uh, politics people mightn't agree with. But there you go. Let us know what you think. I think there was a bit of a, uh, an issue on the honeymoon with those oh, there two, was. wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, there was a bit of a misunderstanding on the honeymoon. And it was dramatic. You know, she was kind of, she was, I thought she was acting a bit like a spoiled brat. I did. We learned a lot more about Sarah. Essentially, what to me happened was she made some off comment about the tequila and she sounded like a little spoiled brat who knew everything. Oh, that's not very nice. And he just took exception to it, didn't like it, went to say something, but bit his tongue. Yeah, decided not to. Yeah, he thought better of it. She just couldn't let that go. And she gave him comfort and said, come on, you can say it. You've got to say it. And she was very nice. And he came up with something else. And he said, well, I just wanted you to relax. That's not really what he wanted to say. He wanted to say you sound like a spoiled brat. Well, I think he probably was saying, look, at relax. Just let it wash over you. Why are mm. you getting so head up about this? It's yeah. no big deal. So I suppose he was telling her to relax in a way. Yeah. But she took huge exception to that, which I don't know. It seemed a bit staged. She was looking for something to have an old Barney with. I know, but then it, it, it looks like they spend the whole next day apart, which is ridiculous. Context is everything, though. I suppose what we saw might have been at the end of a load of spats that they were having in the previous hours. We don't know. Yeah, but look, they seem to get on well then. For, there was nothing really else about them no. for the rest of the episodes. No. Like, I mean, they were just, it, it is what it is. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on at the dinner party. Yeah. When, when, once they're interacting with the other couples. Like last series, we are going to uh, rate the couples along the way. Uh, the chances of saying yes at final vows a terribly long way away. These are initial starting prices, if you will. We're going to go out of five for a change, Linda. And kind of add them together. What do you think their chances of saying yes at final vows are out of five? Do you know, I would like to think, I'm, I'm kind of optimistic about these two. I'm going okay. to say three out of five. Right. Okay. Um, I'm just not sharing it. I think she's very, very feisty by the looks of it. She's looking, they, they started off badly. I, I don't know. I, I'm a little less optimistic than you and I'm going to go two. Okay. Fair enough. So, so that's five out of five. 50-50. Aggreg- aggregate five out of ten. Sorry, <laughs> that's all right. It's okay. <laughs> you can't be perfect in everything. <laughs> Not all the time, anyway. <laughs> now, Cassandra and Tristan. Um, Cassandra has one hell of a story, really, doesn't she? Cassandra is sweetness personified. Yeah, she is just. She's just on the surface. She's just such a wholesome, nice sweet girl mm. okay um, yeah she's had a horrible tragedy in her life and that you know the love of her life was killed in a motorcycle accident yeah um, that's traumatic uh, it's taken her a, quite a while to get over that they were together for something like seven years they were yeah. childhood sweethearts yeah very very sad yeah. very sad you know just because it highlights really how precious life is and how easily it can be taken from oh, you in a, in a whisper yeah things can just change what's well, so I always say live every day like it's your last because one day it will be mm. 
Moving on. (laughs) It seems to be a common theme, though, with a lot of these people. There's a big, you know, some big tragedy in their life and loss. There seems to be an awful lot of it this series. Isn't there? Yeah. Like, it seems to be like, oh, my God. As soon as the music kind of starts to get kind of all solemn, it's like, here we go. Yeah. Her dad is one hell of a character. He comes into it a lot of the wedding and the build up to Hola. He has something about him in his persona and his voice that he has great gravitas. You listen to what the man is saying. He has touches of the late great Nelson Mandela, I would have said. Yeah, I think you're right in fairness. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he just kind of seems to have his finger on the pulse, doesn't he? Yeah. There's a lovely family kind of feeling connection. Oh, there is. It's, yeah. it's just well, it's really nice. They build that up because they're cooking a meal and there's relatives coming over and they all seem very, they're very, very close. united and, and they're all seem oh, really God. nice. It's the Waltons. It's Little House on the Prairie. Exactly. It's the whole lot. Yeah, yeah. We, look, we'll see how that plays out. Tristan, Tristan, has he ever been in a relationship? Um, I don't know. It didn't actually get that it kind of it seems that he doesn't have a lot of experience he's very very nice there's nothing bad that I can say about him there's nothing negative I could say about him but what is there any substance to him yeah, yeah, we're going to find out anyway. So it's well, along the way, find out, he yeah. has a great relationship with his mom. She thinks the world of him. She is over the moon. I think that he's participating in the show. I think you know I'm going to go out on a limb here, and this is probably going to be contentious. But I think when I, I we were first introduced to him, I thought he was we kind of rumored there was rumored that there was going to be a gay couple, and I thought that he might be part of the gay couple. Well, he's a little he's a little effeminate, but not everybody can be this great big bodybuilder, misogynistic. Listen, it's just my opinion. We have loads of them. It's just my opinion, just my observations. Yeah, I I think he's very limited experience with relationships. You know, he's very shy. Mm. He knows what he has to do. Like he he has it in his head. Oh, I I should be the man. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Isn't that the idea, though, that he won't be such a threat to Cassandra? It'll be a gentle thing and they'll help each other along. I think in reality, you know, and we'll get to this when we do our marks. My hopes that they will say yes are limited because I think for each other they're a stepping stone into getting out into the normal dating scene look I think whatever happens between those two there's going to be enormous personal growth on the journey yes and I think enormous respect between the two of them I can't see these two falling out I can't see them falling out but I think they they'll both learn a lot about themselves on the journey regardless of whether or not they end up together yeah before we go to Mark's I just want to say one thing about uh, her dad he, he made a phrase that uh he was so glad every time he looked at Cassandra, especially on the day of the wedding, he was so glad that he'd met her mother. I thought that was a sweet line. You had your doubts. I kind of think that he might have meant, potentially might have meant, OK, so things weren't great with me and your mother. <laughs> But I'm so glad I met her because I have you. And certainly mm. I have said that in the past, you know, about past relationships. At the end of the day, I have my beautiful child. And so whatever happened in the relationship is kind of... Mm. Pointless. Each it's, time you yeah. two children. Let's just ah, four. get no, complaints for one of children. Um, so kind of the end justifies the means. So that just that was just my impression. No, I, I just took it at surface value. I thought it was a nice thing to say. There you yeah, go. you would. But that's that, <laughs> to say you're the optimist in this relationship and I'm the pessimist. I'm kind of always glass half empty. You're always glass half full. Well, maybe not on the marks. Um, I'll go first this time. Uh, I will give them one out of five at the moment. And I'm not fair and much better. I can't. I don't think that either of them are emotionally immature enough to make a go of it with each other. I think I'm going to give them a two. I don't think they're set up for the purpose of 
staying together for all time if the truth be known. No, but I'm glad to see them in it because as I say, I think they yeah. get enormous personal growth from it. It's, yes, it's a TV show where we're going to see enormous personal growth. The show is about relationships to me. You know, I, I have to say that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Another con- uh, couple. <laughs> <laughs> Start again into quick. Another what? Couple. Okay. Who should be interesting? Lucinda <laughs> and Timothy. Oh, what's family when it comes to Lucinda? She's you love her, don't something you? Something else. You love she's her. She's out there. She's, to be honest, she's everything that I don't find attractive. I'll be honest about that. I, I do like her. I I'm sure she's really... a nice person. No, no. If Lucinda's listening, I'm sure you're a lovely person. And, you know, I spend a few hours having to drink or a laugh with you or whatever. But, you know, no, as a relationship partner, no. No, I don't no. think you would spend a few hours, you know, having a drink and a laugh with her because I don't think you'd have anything in common at all. I don't even think that you'd respect <laughs> a lot of what she stands for, a lot of she, what she believes yeah, in. Yeah, okay, I'd so end up killing her within against... five minutes. Okay, I'd end up killing her within five minutes and, you know. Me, on the other hand, I think I'd have quite a, quite a lot in common with Lucinda. I'm not I'm not your star sign chick, just kind of putting okay. it out there. And I don't think I'm a free spirit either. But I'm interested. I'm on, interested in those kind of alternative ideas and I, I, alternative lifestyles. Yeah. It's not necessarily for me, but I would be interested. And I think she's, I think she's very clever. And I, I like listening to her voice. I think her voice is very, very calm. Oh, it's her voice that drives me up the wall. Oh, no, I actually like listening to her voice. It was weird, that whole chicken wing thing at the wedding. I'm going to be honest with you. That was weird. And, and you like when, chicken wings. Haha. <laughs> no, even when the skies were opening and it was pouring down, the, your woman with the chicken wing, she wasn't giving up. No. Like she was still, she was still going at it. Like, you know. Well, she would allow that this was part of, of nature's great plan. And even if there was a great flood and it washed them down the hill, she'd be waiting to see where they ended up. You one would. Well, Lucinda was of the same ilk. Like Lucinda was, she was kind of delighted that it all happened and all the forces of nature are combining and coming together, you know, to make this an extra special, memorable day. You know, she really saw the good in it all. By our standards, though, it was a little shower. I mean, my God, they were back out in no time getting married again and they didn't look uh, all wet or anything like that no, in Ireland when the rain comes down it comes down for 10 hours at a go like yeah absolutely be washed out absolutely. of it absolutely that's nothing that's you know little harmless shower yeah I know but how many times in Ireland do you see us having you know wedding receptions in those kind of tent things oh yeah in a marquee yeah. you could in the middle of July in Ireland you still couldn't have you couldn't an outdoor be guaranteed. wedding no, you absolutely no, no, couldn't no, be guaranteed no, no, no. no I think I loved Lucinda's dress I liked that whole um, the whole lace thing her head, her oh, head no, dress, it did nothing was, for her. Now you have to was, say that was out there. That was way out there. I think I saw something similar in Flash Gordon, the nineteen eighty version of Flash. I Gordon think you're right. Like yeah, that, I knew you know? kind of looked familiar. There's elements all right. of that again. Lovely yeah. family, lovely, lovely family. Just they're yeah. all just so sweet and all kind of just so supportive of each other. And hmm. her parents are lovely. And we'll see how it goes. Like in again, can't you remain this patient? She did say she's a patient woman. Yeah, can't you remain this patient? Oh yes, the dad was the one who was talking to Timothy, and we should mention him um we haven't yet we can't. as in timothy or dad no well we, have, no, we haven't mentioned timothy i mean we went off on a rant there about um lucinda he was saying you know if your dad was still around he has a hell of a story too again uh one of loss all his family wiped out his nuclear family anyway wiped out there's not much mention of any extended family really either is there no there's none absolutely the not. tin man he describes himself off he's, he's closed off a lot of self-deprecation there um i ended up thinking was he just fishing for compliments 
or this whole tin man thing, this is this is really weird to me because, you know, um, oh, you know, men aren't supposed to express their feelings and talk about things. And, you know, on the first episode, practically we saw him crying. We saw him expressing <laughs> his emotions like over and over and over again and, and saying how he feels. Yeah. We saw him putting himself down. He calls himself cream of the crap. His ex left him for somebody who because she found somebody better. Yeah. Like he did nothing but talk about himself. And I mm. agree with that. And I, I think it's healthy for men to express their feelings and for men to cry. I'm not saying that there's any problem with it, but embrace it. Don't say, oh, no, I don't do this and I shouldn't be doing that and then do it on the first episode. Yeah. You know, so I don't see where this whole Tin Man name title label is coming from. I have a funny feeling that a lot of guys use it as an excuse when something doesn't suit them to express their feelings. They use that as an excuse and they keep their mouth shut. But we've heard about more about his feelings than anybody else in the whole episode like mm. in four episodes yeah we know more about how he's feeling than anybody else at all yeah including women he's not sexually attracted to her he's not no 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 and the not usual old crap is i'm not sexually attracted to you yet and the slow born effort and all this believe me if you're sexually attracted to somebody and that question is asked you tell people that you fall very very quickly if you're not sexually attracted to people you go on about the slow born that's my experience of this whole thing. Again, I'm kind of saying, what are you looking for, Timothy? Like, what are you looking for? Not her. Obviously not her, yeah. No. I, it was interesting to see that when he was into vanilla sex, when that question came up in the... Uh, in the, the he was into box. vanilla sex. Again, it's one of those questions that you answer depending on how you feel about the person opposite you. He was into vanilla sex because he didn't fancy her. But if he fancied the pants off her, he'd have the most open mind in Australia. Yeah, yeah. But again, she was a tantric sex facilitator, so... Maybe he felt threatened by that. I think that... I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think he felt threatened by Lucinda all over. Yeah, but you feel threatened by somebody if you're not sexually into them and they're coming on to you. I don't think she was too much. She's very tactile, but that's the way she is as a person. Mm. I don't think she was being overtly sexually predatory. Well, she kind of said when the opportunity comes, (laughs) if you're part of I'm open to it. Yeah. But that's her demeanour. That's her manner. That's who she is. Okay. I don't think she's, I don't think she was predatory in any way, shape or form. Right. No to say, strong women intimidate weak men. (laughs) True. Fair enough. We'll see how weak Timothy is going forward. Not a bit intimidated. Right. Now, let us go to votes for this one. Um, Lindy, go first, please. I'm not really optimistic about these two either. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go two out of five. I'll I'll agree with you. I'll go two as well. Interesting. I don't often agree. I'm being optimistic with my two out of five there, I think, to be honest. Well, we'll we'll look, we'll see how it goes. Okay. I I think the dinner party is going to say a lot anyway. So we'll see how they get on with other couples and interact. Um, at the dinner party and then obviously when they move in together and she's doing all this meditating stuff and yeah. and we'll see how, just how much it freaks him out. And ironically too, they're going to be one of the more mature couples and other couples are going to look to them. I'd say Lucinda will be one of those people who will offer lots of advice around the table. Whether it's taken up or not will be another matter. Yeah, I'd say she'll, but I, and I, and I, I don't think there's going to be anything mean or nasty no. or vindictive no, no. about her. No. But she's strong as well. I don't think she'll take any crap either. No, she's a lovely person. You know, she'll call people out. Right, enough of the Lucinda show. Um, let's talk about two other big characters. Well, certainly one big character, definitely in this couple, Tori and Jack. Now, when I was thinking about these two, I immediately thought about Harrison and Bronte, the interactions between the two of them and the chemistry yeah. between the two of them. Yeah. I immediately thought about Harrison and Bronte, whereas you immediately thought about 
Brad and Sean or Sean and Brad. Yeah, um, I think there's more of the Brad in him even than the Harrison. I think, but either, look, they're equally dangerous. Um, and I think Jack is, oh, he's a misogynist. There's no other word to use. I would say, yeah, I would say he is misogynist. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, you know, on on the face of it, you would think when they were doing the introductions hmm. that these two would suit each other. Yes. Okay. They said that they were both strong. They were both kind of had OCD tendencies. Yes. They were both career driven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. The tuna and the rice and the drawer and all of that kind of thing. And there's a place for everything and everything's in its place. Yeah. Um, they were both career focused. But he immediately, he mentioned it even before he'd met her, that he looks for the submissive. And again, he almost had picked out her weak points from the minute he met her. That's what he's looking for, first and foremost. It's scary. He is looking for a submissive because he wants to be the alpha male. Okay, if you are actually an alpha male, you don't need a submissive female. A submissive mm. partner mm, okay true. because you are we are and then he was kind of saying oh well like you I mean hopefully she'll challenge me <laughs> no like i don't think he understands the whole concept of being challenged yeah because he would actually see that as an aggressive challenge he wouldn't kind of look at it as an opportunity to learn from somebody i can't see him compromising no i don't think he wants to compromise no. i don't think he fancies her no and no let's just be clear about that one He's not going to... Well, he doesn't, in fairness. Apart from when the honesty box came out and he did kind of tell her in a roundabout way. But he it's, for him, it's about ego. This is ego wanking. There's no other word. What? Ego wanking. That's what he's doing. What? He is allowing her to praise him, to make comments about his body as he was getting out of the bath, put it away and all of that kind of thing. That's stroking his ego. He's letting her be all over him, even though he's no interest in her, for one purpose only, to stroke and wank his ego. Oh, that's a new one. I've never heard that before. That's like, wow. Okay, right. I I hear you. Right. It's not often I shock you to that level on the show, Linda. (laughs) It's not often you shock me at all. I'd break it to you. Oh, God. The other thing that I thought very strange strange about Jack and about this whole ego thing was the fact that he had so many clients at his wedding. Well. And the women yeah. clients seemed to be kind of almost territorial over him. Mm. That was just weird, if you ask me. Yeah, you'd wonder what else is going on there. And where the the, the the women clients, were they single women? Were they there on their own? Yeah. Were they invited on their own? It was just mad out. He's a bit of a one-trick pony, though, isn't it? It's Jim, 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 Jim. No, look, it's just, no, there's more to him. You know, this. I think we're going to see a bit more about this huge sexual appetite and his kinks and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, there, there's something I'm going to be honest with you and I'm going to say I actually don't like him at all I think his no. mother and father are lovely um, mm. I'm kind of wondering where he got this misogynistic traits and you know um, I have no. to say though Linda <laughs> and the weird thing was when they were in that plunge pool or whatever you call it with, want to call it with the rope and all of that basically when we saw them with a lot of their clothes removed that's when the real differences between them sort of exposed themselves and I'm not just talking about their complexion well she doesn't look like she's the gym no I'm not saying something wrong with her body. It just mm. obviously she's obviously not into the gym. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, um, she's not lean, shall we say? Look, there's there's red flags all over the place here, and I suppose you know what really shocked me was she's so oblivious to Jack's actual feelings. Yeah, that she felt at one stage superior to the other couples. Yeah, that was interesting. She was saying, wasn't it, that uh, we don't know what the other couples are like, but right now I'm feeling we're going to be you know top of the pile when we go in. She's picturing them like Belinda 
and, and Leighton from last year or something. So it's obvious that she has a big ego as well. She thinks that <gasps> oh, she's she all in the back yeah. crisps. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, yeah. I suppose, in her piece to camera, when, when she was talking about herself, she kind of seemed very um, superior. Again, that is why I said about Shona and Brad. Shona gave us this sort of view of herself that she was going places and she was very determined and very um, successful in life and, and all of that yeah, kind absolutely. of thing. And the reality was somewhat different. Yeah, that's very true. She was very unsure of herself. And I think the signs are that Tori is going to be like that as well, sadly. Look at her best friend. Um, seems to have Jack's number. So at least someone has his number. Yeah, fair play to her. She was the voice in the wilderness and she labelled it initially, uh, I think quite correctly, with the misogyny thing. So there you go. Yeah, well, like you mean, she had a better idea of what was going on than the mother. I thought that, that, that Tori's mother was a little bit inappropriate at the wedding. I did. I thought she was like really coming on to your man Jack and I was kind of going, ew, what's the story there? I... Oh, you know, if you don't like Tori, come home with me. I'll take you and all this kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> ew, who does that? I was out making a cup of coffee at that point. I missed it. I'm raging now. Uh, I don't know. It was just the whole interaction between them and you know, the comments that she was making about him and all, it was just inappropriate and it was weird. Yeah. Um, our votes for them. Let me see. One. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a two. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think we'll get entertainment value. What's that got to do with whether it's a yes and point about it or not? Because they'll add something to the show. They'll be contentious, et cetera, et cetera. And therefore the producers will do everything they can to get them to the end. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I hear you. All right. I think that makes perfect One sense. One for me, two for you. Like, let's let's face it. Harrison and Bronte should have been gone weeks and oh weeks and weeks God. before they actually went. No, but Harrison and Bronte, if they clung on to the bitter end because they wanted every little bit of exposure, I'm not sure that she's like that. I think she is. I yeah. think she has a very inflated opinion of herself. Okay. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Know more soon. We'll see. We Who's shall next? know more soon. Eden and Jaden. Eden and Jaden. Well, let's start with the guy for a change from the start. Jaden stands out because he is brother of Mitch. From um, season. Oh, I don't know. About two years ago, anyway. Season nine, was it? Yeah, could have been. It's about. It's either two or three seasons ago. He was with Ella. Um, he didn't come across very well, Mitch. But then we seem to learn that Jaden, well, he, he's his brother and he loves him and all that. He makes a stern point in saying, hey, he's my brother. Doesn't mean I'm like him and doesn't mean I'm the same character as him. And he does, in fairness, seem to be very different. He's totally different, at least on the surface. He's um he's a really tough guy, really tough exterior image, um, but he's a big softy underneath it all. Yeah, I think even talking to him and I think even looking at him, you can kind of see that the guy has a big heart. He's a lovely smile, hasn't he? Like he really does have a lovely smile. I'll leave that to you. I know I didn't I know, notice I that bit, but he's very kind of open face when he smiles. Yeah, he's he's tactile, he's he's modest. Again, you know. There was one similarity between himself okay. and Mitch though. They both smell nice. Well, they both were told they smell nice by their brides uh, when they, when uh, the brides walked up um, and, and gave them a hug. It was weird. It was actually. And I you know when they when they, well, well, when they cut back, when the camera cut back to Mitch, Mitch kind of literally jerked his head when she said that. <laughs> and he looked to be genuinely surprised if they, oh, wow. Okay. Now that could have been really clever editing in fairness. It could yeah, have been. Yeah. But um, it, w- it was interesting to, to see that both. I wonder if they wear the same aftershave. And I'd love to know what aftershave oh, it is. Oh, here we go again. So if Jane or Mitch are listening, yes. let us know what let aftershave. Shave you is it bad boy day. or what is it? Well, Mont no, Blanc bad or? boy, I don't think wouldn't have been around at that time. Oh, back at, in Mitch's time. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Eden made no reference to Mitch um, being there, did she? No. Nobody no. did. Well, it was probably edited out. I'd be surprised. Well, no, I think if they did, I think that would have been in because they would have been, you would have seen them kind of whispering going, is that Mitch from Seal 9 or yeah. whatever? Like, is that? I'm surprised because he's a standout him. guy. He's the sort of guy who, he, he his appearance and everything, that kind of 80s look he has and all that. He's, he's the guy, sort of guy, you don't forget what he looked like. Well, I, I seem to think he was much, I thought he was much better looking when I saw him in, in the series two years ago. Right. But now looking back when they were showing the, 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 the flashbacks of the series, two years ago yeah. I looked going God how do they think he was attractive hmm. he's actually really not another point about Jaden and making um, a distinction as Jaden was between himself and Mitch he didn't choose uh, the kind of suit that Mitch wore in the final uh, when the wedding came he chose a completely different suit he did probably Com- just as well look at he's a completely well utterly different yeah. image as well and the other thing that we I'm just going to leave Mitch here because he is old news but I will say that he did express a lot of regret that he didn't open up on the show and that he mm. didn't make more of a go out of it with Ella and he was saying Ella's a lovely girl, etc. So I, I genuinely think he does regret his actions on the show. I do. I think if he had a time over again, he'd do it differently, but obviously we can't turn back time. Well, he's got to say something, I suppose, and it can't be too, uh, how would you say, harsh. He's got to kind of soften his image a bit. Well, he could have said nothing at all. Okay, okay. So I think these look like a very promising couple. Uh, I took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to move on to the marks as well. And I was just about to say we'd need to give them some high-ish marks, I think. And I would like to see them working out. I I think I'm going to go four out of five. And I'm going to go four out of five as well. So that's the highest rating couple so far. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Eight out of ten on aggregate. Yeah, I'd like to see them making it. I'll be rooting for them. Okay. Um, what about the next two? <laughs> I know we shouldn't be going back comparing them with other couples from previous series. And I know from people who didn't watch the series, I'm sure it's very frustrating. But for those that did, let us just say Belinda and Patrick. And leave it there. Yeah, let's leave it there. But we could also say... Jesse and Claire. And leave it there. Yeah. Again, love to hear your observations. Love to mm. hear your thoughts about Please. the uh, similarities between or differences between all three couples. Yes. Um, so it seemed, well, they're looking at both very quirky. Like they're both extremely quirky, both yeah. way out there. Collins has never had a relationship. Whereas Natalie is just out of a seven year relationship. Yeah. And we don't hear much about that relationship or what happened, but it was a seven year relationship. Yeah. Um, they both, both bring a lot of energy, don't they? Like a huge amount of energy. <laughs> well, Natalie never stops flipping talking. Like you were kind of voicing concerns that generally speaking, couples that bring high energy, it's competing, you know, and they don't like the other person getting. On paper, it's great. They both have high energy. It'll be fantastic. There'll be life and soul of the party. But we don't. You see, the the phrase isn't life and souls of the party. The phrase is life and soul of the party. There's usually only space for one person to be at the top of the pile. Yeah. And that's the thing. They tend to compete with each other and one person tends to come up there and in this case it's Natalie who's the big loud one and she seems to be louder than Collins is I think he is really getting frustrated with her already Mm. I I mean I think he's seriously frustrated with her his just his body language not necessarily what he says because obviously he talks around everything and the producers are trying to drag Mm. the information out of him Um, but you know the little kind of scenes you see where he actually just does look like oh my god I'm actually seriously I can't do 
this for another second. Yeah, I, there's actual doubts, not about how much of a romantic relationship they're having together. No, because they've none. To have together, yeah. And I can't even see them having any relationship. There's just big doubts about whether they can be in the same room as each other for much longer, to be honest, if it keeps going the way it's going. Yeah, she's she's just complete. She's too much for him. And he does not know how to handle it. He can't compete with it. He's, you know, he's already kind of hiding his light. Um, yeah. He just can't. And she's going to beat him down. Mm. He's not strong enough for her. He doesn't have enough experience for her. And she is oblivious, completely, totally and utterly. And then, you know, when he did make comments, say, look, can we just slow it down? She starts to cry. She couldn't handle that either. Oh. So, again, I don't see where these two can compromise. Can we talk about um, the sister's dress? You could talk about the sister's dress. I <laughs> I wasn't okay. the biggest fan of it. But so Natalie's sister um, was bridesmaid. And can I just say that I just found that the colour of her dress was very unfortunate? Yes. Yes. Why? Why? Like, I mean, I thought she was naked at first when she walked up. <laughs> You know, when you said why, I was going to say, well, it blended in too much with her skin. Like it, it yeah. literally did blend in with her skin. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> flattering, you know, and and but I think it was more so the colour that it just did nothing for her at all. Yeah. They seem like a very geeky family, they don't do. they? They, they do. do. Uh, and can we talk about that pillow wall? <laughs> Other geeky families are available. Um, the pillow wall. Well, I think for once it was one of the few times that both parties seemed to build a wall, not just one. Oh, I think she would have jumped his bones. I think if she got any opportunity yeah. at all. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. And him then saying that he felt safe because of the pillow wall. What in the name of God? Like, what's that supposed to mean? Mm. Like, he felt safe. Like He has she... an aversion to intimacy, Linda. No, I think he's just got an aversion to Natalie. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I get you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Like, really and truly, he felt safe with that big, huge pillow wall between them. <laughs> it was monstrous. Oh, it the was. first night, they didn't even sleep in the same room. No. You know, and the second no. night, they had a huge, big fortress in between. And that made him feel that just that just says it all for me. Yeah, yeah. Give Belinda and Patrick, as I remember, they couldn't... Um, I, well, they weren't intimate or anything. And then for the first while, they certainly liked to hold hands and be close to each other and all of that, didn't they? Yeah. He just doesn't know what to do with her. He no. hasn't a goddamn clue what to do with her. No. And I don't think it's going to get any better. No. Well, no. again, hopefully they'll both learn from it. If nothing else, they'll both kind of have, a, you know, individual journeys of growth. Yes. Should we, um, I, I, I'm going to open. Should we I'm, bother? <laughs> I'm going to Sorry. open on a very negative note. Because, uh, well, I can't give negative numbers. I am going, but I ha- will say... Um, I just have to be honest and say zero. Yeah, I'm going to be the same. No, yeah. seriously, I'm going to be the same. I can't, I just can't see oh. anything. I just, no. there's no way back from any of this. They're just too different. Gives me no pleasure whatsoever. I think they're very nice people and I think they're very entertaining to watch, but I think that's probably why they're there. Nothing else. Yeah, and again, we're seeing this. Look, they look fantastic on paper. They look to be what each other needs, wants, whatever the case may be. <laughs> and <laughs> realistically, desires. as soon as they get together, bang, no, no. just nothing. no. Zero Sorry, guys. Zero, zero, zero. Oh, my God. Now, our last couple. Who are our last couple? Ellie and Ben. The Australian dream. Yes. Australian dream because they both, strangely enough, in their piece to camera before they ever met, before they knew each other existed, on a few occasions used that phrase, Australian dream. And that wasn't the only similarity between the two of them. One oh. big red flag. I don't think Ben is honest. I think he has ulterior motives. Yes, a cousin, Jordan, and best friend of Ellie stepped in. And he appeared to be the villain of the piece initially, let's face it. Yeah, I think, you know, when we first met Jordan, he was saying, well, man, I'm going to find out the lead flags and I'm going to get the real story here. And, uh, and we were thinking, OK, so he has to find something. He is going to make it his mission to find something. Yeah. Like, you know, seriously, if it was like Pope John Paul up there, 
he'd still find something ah. on him. Um, yeah, but he was the villain of the piece initially in the piece, yeah, Jordan was. We all thought, oh God, he's one of those nasty little people. He can't seem to get a relationship of his own, so he likes to tear down other people's. You're so lucky I'm here with you and all of that. And we were, oh God, here we go again. I know, but you're right. Ben didn't, you know, when Jordan kind of leveled his accusations that were based on nothing at this point. Yeah. Okay. When he just kind of fired a shot across his bow, hmm. Ben had nothing to say. He had no defense. Like, no, he like, didn't. He agreed with he him in some like, ways. I was like, going, whoa, okay. He couldn't come up with the most basic of defenses. It was almost like he wasn't interested in defending himself. What struck home for me and, and you know, one of, one of the reasons that kind of turned me off, Ben, was he initially said in his piece to camera when he was introducing himself that it was because his, his friend had recently passed away from brain cancer yeah. that put things into perspective for him. And he realized at that point that he needed to put relationship yes. first at the top of his list. OK, and I was kind of thinking, life OK, that's a, that's a that life changing yeah. event. And so that's why he's doing it. That was his motivation yeah. to go on maths. And then it transpires that, no, well, actually, that's not his motivation because he tried to get on the show two years previous. Yeah, it was nothing new. And he was also approached by various people. So is that in relation? Are we going to find out that he was on other shows? Oh, come on, that's just, I, that, I, that was like, I didn't like that. Very often when somebody's trying to dodge a question, they flip the question and they say, why not? Well, that's exactly what he did. And they ended up toasting to why not at the wedding. No, I just don't like what he said about his friend. I just don't like yeah. him using the fact. And, and it was just, it was unfeeling and it was thoughtless for his friend's family that he was using the fact that his friend had died of um, brain cancer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, oh my God, this was my motivation and this is why I'm doing it. You're a liar. That's not yeah. your motivation. That's not why you do it. And how dare you even use that? And it was like, oh, feel sorry for me. Again, this sub story thing that most of them seem to have. Ellie had a sub story as well. Ellie's slightly different in that she was, what was it, three or four months out from her wedding? Yeah, she wasn't too sure whether she was three or four months out. And I found that a bit strange. I, I found say. that a bit strange because seriously, if I had to cancel my wedding three or four months out. You know out, how many days, hours and minutes. You better believe I would. I'd be able to tell you to the <laughs> second yeah. how far out from my actual wedding it was. Yeah, I wouldn't be that vague at all because that's huge. I mean, that is just huge. So I think her fiance went out um, um, and he stayed out all night and came home the next day and said that he didn't love her anymore. Mm, probably because he was with somebody else. But we well, no, he was with somebody else because she subsequently right. they started a relationship yeah. and she got pregnant really quickly. So um, that's traumatic, you know. And, yeah, I'm, sure. and, you know, looking at Ellie, she seems like a really nice girl she and she's a lot to offer and she does want that Australian dream. And yeah. I, I, I do think that that's what she does want. She's pretty, she's clever. She's pretty, she's clever. She's got yeah. a home. Yeah. A lot to give. Yeah. A lot to give. What's wrong with the Australian men? Seriously, what's wrong with Not to Ben, it would seem. Well, it, it it's not looking good. For, already it's not looking good. I mean, it started off so well, at least on paper. And then these cracks. I, I There's few enough of the grooms who you doubt their motivation as much as this guy. I don't know. They all have issues. Look, grooms and brides all have kind of issues of that will we'll see them. They'll kind of expose themselves uh, throughout the series. And that's the way it should be. Yeah, Grand. issues not expose their bodies. Well, <laughs> well I think uh, Jack has kind of exposed right. a lot of his body at this point. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. But look at, I just, there's something about Ben. There's just something about Ben that's dishonest from the get-go. <sighs> yeah, yeah. He, he just had so little defence. You were I just willing so him to say something. I am so dinner party now. <laughs> It'll be good to see them all together. And the final two weddings. So isn't Lauren the one who, who at the hens party, she was yes. way out there. She had the quite revealing dress. Yes. Um, and she was way out there in relation to her opinions. And She's going to be coming up in it. Um, 
Richard, the older of oldest of the grooms, he's going to be coming up. There's two other ones that I can't even think of, but we're going to see them uh, on the fifth episode. We also have a situation with Mike, the uh, groom who, unfortunately, his groom has done a runner. Well, he's a bride. Well, okay, he called himself a bride. Yeah, yeah, he called himself yeah, so a bride. Well, he's either way, he's done a runner. He's out of the country apparently, and John and the crew are. How do you know that? Are you actually? Else. Are you reading spoilers? I, I can't help these things, Linda. No, no. The my whole thing about this podcast ear. is that we don't read spoilers. We comment on what we see on the show. Okay. So that was the whole... Seriously, if you're going to start being unfaithful, then there's no point in going on with this. Okay. <laughs> he might be out of the country. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 it'll be interesting to see. I think, you know, by virtue of the fact that they actually addressed it in the show um, and said that we're actively trying to find ah, somebody yeah. else, I think they will find him someone else. I think it's a given that he will come back into the show at some point with another partner. Yeah, they'll come in as an intruder couple, probably. I think that's well, most likely. Yeah, we kind of, in, in, we did see like tomorrow's uh, yeah. weddings and he's not on it. So mm. um, we'll see what happens. A dinner party is next. I know, I can't wait. Can't yes. wait to see them all together. Yes, yes. It'll be very interesting. We've yapped on for ages more than we expected. As ever, when we were doing our notes, we were wondering how are we going to, what are we going to say? How are we going to fill the show? And as usual, no, the show No, we never wonder jammed. about that. Once we start talking, we, we always try and cut it down to 20 minutes. <sighs> because you know that's kind of the attention span for most people this is going to be well over 20 minutes well look we'll do our best going forward guys we will but as ever keep watching maths guys laters laters bye before you go just a quick request please like and subscribe to our podcast and if you can pop on a notification that way you'll know when our podcast drops if you'd like to get in touch with the show you can email us on hindicastreality at gmail.com. Hindicastreality at gmail.com.